It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Daily Thunder. Uh, this is part of the special quarantine uh, edition. Uh, I'm actually in my house, uh, which is sort of a fun place to do Daily Thunder from. And uh, I gave a meditation this morning uh, for uh, one of our early morning uh, prayer gatherings. I had two of them this morning. So let me give you the backstory for that. It's uh, It's been a unique little stretch of time. I know for all of us, uh, for me, it's been very, very unique in how this has affected Ellerslie, how this has affected our uh, daily uh, practice of sharing truth. And uh, so it was uh, two Sundays ago that uh, we were having a father-son gathering, uh, which is a tradition on Sunday nights, a very special tradition uh, for Hudson and I uh, with a, a group of men in our church. And we were just all so moved of the importance as men to be praying and even fasting uh, in this time, just that we would be sensitive to how we can be available to the Spirit of God to be used as the Church of Jesus Christ in this hour. And so the next morning, which was Monday morning, we uh, got up and we had a 5 a.m. gathering at the at the campus uh, for prayer. It was extremely powerful. Well, that Tuesday, then we had, uh, in our county, we actually had a quarantine uh, well, certain health uh, restrictions, I should say. It wasn't a quarantine necessarily, but it was definitely restrictions from us being able to gather publicly. So it sort of messed up our prayer momentum for the week. So on Wednesday of that week, we met via Zoom conference call for prayer. And I think we all sort of just discovered something. It's like, wow, that that was powerful. So we did it again on Thursday, did it again on Friday, did it again on Saturday. And then I, you know, for our church, we gathered on Sunday and then on Monday, we did it again. Yesterday, we did it. And here we are again today. Uh, and I actually had two this morning with, uh, with men from my honorable manhood uh, training. Uh, we actually had one at 5 a.m. and then another one at 6 a.m. So it was an early, early morning for Eric Ludi. And I gave this as the meditation uh, as we were starting the 6 a.m. one. And I want to give this uh, for us uh, this morning in Daily Thunder. Uh, I just, I am so stirred by this. And this also is flowing out of uh, this week's training for the advanced students. Our, our advanced students are focused on, just get this, this is our theme for the week is prayer and revival. I mean, what, what an amazing, uh, and you know it's not accidental. You know it's not just, oh, that's weird. It's providence. It's God. Uh, he has set us up for this. And so my entire focus is I'm praying like all the time with people all over the world right now. And that's not an exaggeration. And then I'm teaching on prayer. And here, this is another meditation on prayer, but it's, there's prayer and there's prayer. Uh, and I think many of us know the distinction between the two. There's there's prayer where you're just sort of saying the right words and you're doing it because you're supposed to. And then there's prayer where you're, you, you know that you have a grip on, on heaven. You have its, uh, you, you know that you have a closeness of connectivity with the king of the universe. And you know that when you are making those requests that he is hearing them. And so we can call that availing in prayer. And so that's what the name of this little meditation is, is availing in prayer, which hearkens to uh, James 5.16, where it says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man 
avails much. What does it mean to avail? Because we want to avail. And that is something that every single one of us in our praying wants to do, but it is the effectual fervent praying of a righteous man that does. And so many of us pray and we may be righteous, but we don't have effectual fervent praying. And so one of the things I'm seeing in me is that I can go in and out of fervency. I can have seasons where I'm very fervent and then I can have seasons where I'm distracted and I'm busy and I'm still praying and it's the prayers of a righteous man, but they're not the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man. And I have a desire, not just for me, but for all of us that we would go after that fervency afresh. It's a specific request from God. God, I want my prayers to be on fire, white hot, uh, what is it, white forked lightning prayers. That's what I want. And so for all of us, uh, so to avail much, here's my definition, to wield amazing power in this world and to accomplish extraordinary deeds. The word to avail is a power word. It is a strength word. And so it is going to accomplish something powerfully. It is going to accomplish something with strength. And so if we're going, if our prayers are going to avail, that means they're going to have a power punch to them. So to avail much, righteous men need to engage in effectual fervent prayer. And that's where we come in. This is something that God is desiring to do in us and through us. So my illustration this morning that I've been meditating upon is a meditation that came out in my teaching yesterday for the advanced students. And that is about Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel is a key place in the histories of Israel. And this is, uh, Elijah is going to pray uh, that the that the heavens stop up and there's no rain. And that's going to happen for three and a half years, extreme drought. Could you imagine what would happen if you had three and a half years of no rain? I mean, we've had what, around two weeks of weirdness uh, in our country where things are shutting down, the NBA season closes, and then suddenly all these events start canceling. And it's been two weeks of weirdness. Uh, But how about three and a half years of no rain? I mean, we're talking an extreme situation. And Mount Carmel is going to be one of the key points, the epicenter of where all of that is going to be solved, what it all leads to. And so Carmel is the place of abundant fruit bearing, the place of reviving. Isn't that an interesting thought to think that here Mount Carmel is this high place in Israel and that its actual meaning is a place of abundant fruit bearing. It's like this lush garden zone, but after three and a half years of drought, it's not a lush garden zone. And that's like us. I would say that we are Mount Carmel in this little story that I'm telling right now. If we were to think of ourselves that way, we are the place that God wants to bring a reviving to. We are the church of Jesus Christ. God intended it to be lush. He intended it to be like a garden, but something's wrong here. We are not as we ought to be, which is why sometimes a drought is important for us. Why uh, a pestilence like this? I, I guess I heard that there's a locust swarm in Northern Africa in the Middle East area. And, you know, it's interesting. We have, here I'm talking about droughts, and then in, uh, we have locust and, and pestilence. Hmm, uh, interesting. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about these things. And as we see in 1 Kings 18, uh, it hasn't rained in Israel for three and a half years. The land is destitute. Jehovah God is forgotten. Not good. Uh, the people of Israel have fallen head over heels in love with Baal, a false god. Uh, and Elijah the prophet calls the nation up to Mount Carmel, and the once lush garden land is brown and ugly. But this is the spot of reviving. So there we are. We're the brown and ugly uh, spots. We are meant by God to be lush and garden-like, 
but something has gone wrong. Something is missing. And that can happen in our prayer life very easily. We're a Mount Carmel and God intended it to be lush and green. And it's not that it isn't there. I mean, we're still there. Just like our prayers are still there, we're still praying. Yeah, but it's not green, verdant, lush praying. There is a need for reviving in our soul. We care about the orphan. We care about the widow. We care about the lost. But more in theory, we don't have the lush greenness in our soul that cares. And there's, it's almost like we have lowercase care and capital case, uh, capital C care. It's like, I want the capital C care. I want God's care to be inside of me, the lush green version. And that's why uh, this meditation uh, in James 5, 6, 16, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If this world is going to change, it's because the church begins to pray as it ought to pray. And when the church prays as it ought to pray, it begins to act and obey as it ought to act and obey. It begins to do as it ought to do. But it starts with praying. If men are awakening, it's because men are praying. And so as a result, this is such a crux issue for us right now in this time. Don't just think about praying or consider that prayer is important. Pray. Actually hollow out time in your day to pray. So I'm going to give an amplified version of uh, James 5.16. This is with a Ludi flair. When the saints of God come to Mount Carmel and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray until the rain comes, the rain won't just come. It will come in buckets and sheets like a Niagara waterfall of life upon the dead and lifeless earth. So what we see in uh, this story in 1 Kings is we're going to see the end of a drought. The end of a drought is going to come when Elijah stands up before the nation and declares that Jehovah is in fact God. He's going to prove it by calling down fire from heaven. And the nation of Israel is going to be stirred, in a sense revived. They're going to say, Jehovah, he is the God. But then Elijah is going to hear something. He's going to hear what God is desiring to do. He hears the sound of an abundance of rain. And so then what does he do? He prays. My question for all of us is, do we hear what God is desiring to bring to the nations right now? Do we hear a sound of an abundance of rain? Because I believe he wants to rain on the church. I believe he wants to make us lush and verdant once again. I hear it. Do you hear that? And if we hear it, what do we do? We do what Elijah did. You see, Elijah is going to pray. He's going to pray and he's going to pray and he's going to pray and he's going to pray. He's going to bend, put his face between his knees seven times and he's going to pray and he's going to pray. And then he's going to stand up, send his servant to see if the rain is coming. The servant comes back and says, there's no rain. So what does Elijah do? Give up? No, he prays and he prays and he prays. And that's what Mount Carmel is. It's a place of reviving, but it's a place of prayer. And when we pray and we pray, suddenly the rain doesn't just come. It comes in torrents. It comes in sheets. And that's what we're needing now. And what's amazing is we can see this story of Elijah in the Old Testament, but we feel distant from it. How does that relate to us? But in James 5, 17 and 18, right after we hear that the fervent effectual prayer of a righteous man avails much, it likens this to Elijah's praying. It says, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Don't think that Elijah is some strange character out there that has some other uh, ability to pray that we don't, or he has some access to God that we don't. But he is a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly, and it would not rain, and it, it did not rain on the land for three years and six months, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Mount Carmel is going to produce its fruit once again. The rest of Israel is going to produce its fruit because of what is taking place on Mount Carmel. And that reviving to the nations is going to take place when we on Mount Carmel, or we that are Mount Carmel, bend our knee 
and pray. And we pray and we pray and we pray for God to do what only God can do. That's what I'm excited about. And that's what I want to see all of us as the saints of God do right now in this precious hour of time that we get to live in. What an amazing privilege we have to be alive during the quarantine season. May God get his due. God's blessings. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellerslie.com. Thanks for listening.